that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. Good morning. Welcome to Crystal Beach Community Church, where you'll find real people with real problems serving a real God. Well, we welcome everybody here this beautiful Sunday morning. If this is the first time you've been to Crystal Beach Community Church, you'll notice we do not pass out an offering plate, but if God puts it on your heart to give on your way out, there's a white box in the back, and you can put it in that white box. While you're there, if you wouldn't mind putting your name and address down and email address so we can keep up with you here at Crystal Beach Community Church. And also, very important, we have a a, uh, prayer ministry. If you have a prayer need for yourself, a family member, a stranger, a neighbor, anyone, put that prayer request down on a piece of paper, their name, and it will go on a monthly email distribution that where hundreds of people will pray continually until they get healed. At 5, not 6 p.m. All right, let's join our praise and worship.
I could just say thank you, thank you over and over. When I look at what's happening and all the things that are just kind of take your breath away, my thank yous are so much bigger than that. Even when I'm overwhelmed with stuff, my thank yous are so much more. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you that we chose to come here today to worship you, to feel your presence. All the other things on our to-do list today becomes unimportant, unimportant because we chose to come here. So God, be glorified because we thank you that you chose us chose us we thank you for this peninsula every pastor every church every denomination even though maybe we might think a little bit different the bottom line we still love you and we've still devoted our lives to you Thank you, God. Prayer warriors, can you come down? Thank you. If you just came for the music, that was all, uh, absolutely awesome. Another announcement, we uh, will have a funeral on Saturday for um, Bill Matthews. He's um, he doesn't come here, but we if you have nothing to do on Saturday at 11 o'clock, uh, we could just love on his family, and that would be Saturday at 11 o'clock. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. It's kind of obvious what we're doing here by all this uh, patriotic stuff. Thank you. Thank you for the people that do all this stuff for us. And anyway, before we start, can you stand up? You might need a little break. These people have this flag, and these people have this flag, and we're going to just start off with the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm feeling kind of um, patriotic today. I'm going to turn my mic off just in case I uh, miss a word and y'all won't dog me out. A Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. One nation under God. You can have a seat. 
Well, this week, I always, always, always honor our veterans. It's a big deal to me. And today we recognize our veterans, and we're going to do it, guess what, a little bit different. We're going to do it a little bit different every year. I'm trying to think of something a little bit different that we can honor. I don't know how many veterans we have here. We may not have any. The people I know, uh, there's a few here. But anyway, as you hear your armed service song played, I want you to stand up. You normally salute when you hear that song and just come to the front. When you hear the song that you honor, go ahead. I bet a lot of veterans are passing by on those motorcycles for sure. Whatever it is. 
Kenneth Ferguson, Fergie, United States Air Force. Woo! Woo! U.S. Navy and Air Traffic Controller. And Robert Mathis, E-5, United States Army. All right. United States Army. Uh, Name. John Tote. Thank you. Renee Cobar, Navy. Eric Kohler, United States Air Force. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you, you, you haven't lost any moves, I'm telling you. I'm the proud wife of an ex-Marine. I am a mother of a soldier Thank you. that's in uh, the War College in Washington, D.C. right now. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Son-in-law in the Air Force. Thank you. And my father was in the Navy. Oh, man, a military. Okay, I thank you all that have served in your families. Everyone knows someone, my dad, Korea. So, we celebrate you today. God bless you. Thank you. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. We thank you. Because of the freedom that we have in the USA, I'm telling you, it allows us to do what we want to do, go anywhere we want to go, say anything we want to say, live how we live, dream big dreams and pursue them. Someone once wrote, it's the veteran, not the reporter, who gives us the freedom of press. It's the veteran, not the poet, who gives us a freedom of speech. It's the veteran, not the campus organizer, who gives us the freedom to assemble. It's the veteran, not the politician, who gives us the right to vote. And it is the veteran, not the preacher, who gives us freedom of religion. Thank you. Thank you. So we're feeling patriotic today. How did a nation of farmers with a bunch of pitchforks defeat the greatest military superpower of its day? Our founding father, fathers died and for two reasons, but their cause were they were righteous. Second, they firmly believed that their appeal to heaven resulted in God moving on their behalf of the newly created American nation. We thank you, veterans over the centuries, who sacrificed it all so much to obtain and preserve this precious freedom that we have, that we can sit right now in this church openly and worship. Thank you. It's our God-given right, and I thank you, veterans, for that. The Apostle Paul knew something about that. He enlisted in the Lord's Army after encountering Jesus on that Damascus Road. There was all kinds of dangers on that road. He sat in a cold Roman prison with a quill and some parchment paper and wrote these thoughts. Paul knew that he would soon be executed, so he wrote these final thoughts to a young guy called Timothy. Last week in the video, uh, Priscilla called him Tim. I like that. He said, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that they may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Second Timothy 2, 3 and 4. Let me tell you, for these soldiers, they're different people. I'm just saying they're different than we are. If you've been in the military, you're different than us. You've been changed. But first you had to enlist, not knowing just how for the rest of your life you're going to be a bit different. So I looked up a qualities, just a few. I don't have all the qualities of a good soldier. After you enlisted, you found out that you get up early. Pretty soon you found out you didn't even need an alarm clock to do that. You're aware of your surroundings, like you'll be able to see a whole room, and when you walk in here, you're looking at the entrance and the exits. Make sure everything's good. 
You're a yes sir, yes ma'am kind of person. You're respectful. You improvise. If you don't have the right tools, you'll just make something up and find, make something and have the right tool. You work well under pressure. Your drill sergeants made sure of that. You're fit. Some of you say, not anymore. But you know what? You could get fit just like that. Your endurance is amazing. If something happened in this room and someone walked in that door, you could just feel the difference. And as we would hit the floor, you would be the one running after them. You're good trainers. You're good trainees. Obstacles don't get in your way. If there's a will, there's a way. Most of you military folks have leadership abilities inside of you. Vets lead the military with knowledge of how to lead others, how to work together their difference. They follow their leader, taking orders. Lack of sleep doesn't bother them. You have stamina. You're brave. You react quickly in situations that need immediate resolve. Danger doesn't get in your way. You will not leave anyone behind. Your team players, you lend a helping hand. You're loyal. Adversities don't bother you. You make deadlines and get a little freaked out when you can't. You survive most anything. And you can keep a secret. Military people keeps secrets. You can sleep anywhere. Anywhere. You don't panic. When others run in fright, you know, you access the situation. You make decisions. You're organized. Now, the wives of these veterans are looking like, what happened to you? <laughs> no, that's who they are. That's truly who they've been trained to be. But sadly, when they're out of uniform, we don't even recognize their high skills that they do and that they have. I hope when you see these men and women that came up here that you will thank them also for their service. Without taking that first step to enlist, they would have never become the person, the changed person that they are. Now, some of you were in the generation where you were drafted. But looking back, you could see God's plan on that all along as well. You were changed. But I saw a lot of similarity between Christians. Let me tell you. Sound both new this, but I mean, I trashed the sermon yesterday. I'm going like, I don't have one. I knew that wasn't right, so I called somebody and said, trash all that. I don't even know. Trash it. And then God started revealing this. That we see a lot of similarity, similarities of a Christian. So I want to tell you what a Christian looks like. But let me tell you, but before they became, you became a Christian, we had to make a life-changing decision also. Not to be drafted or anything. We had to make a life-changing decision to give ourselves to, to the Lord. To become a Christian. We said yes, just like these people said yes, yes. We had to say, you know what, I'm going to go against the flow. Everybody else might not approve this, but yeah. This is what Christians have. They hear God's voice. A Christian hears God's voice. may take you a while to recognize it, but he's speaking John 10, 3 and 4, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all on his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. All of God's sheep know the voice of the shepherd. If you're a Christian in here, you know God's voice. You listen for it. 
you recognize it. It's not going to be a voice that you think it might sound like, oh, this is God. It might be, slow down. Turn left. Pray immediately for your kids right now. God talks to me how my voice is. He has a little southeast Texas slang sometimes. He says, no, no. Stop it. Don't do that. Yeah, you should do that. They can discern. You can discern his mind and distinguish it from any other voices. I'm asking you today, since you enlisted, signed up to be a Christian, do you know God's voice? And if not, why not? Can you distinguish it from all the other voices in the world? Does the great shepherd know you by name? And when he speaks, do you say, yes, sir? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Next, Christians are blameless and harmless. Not the way you're thinking. Philippians 2.15, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault. In a warping, crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Every child of God is called to be blameless and pure. Blameless and pure. Being blameless, he has no occasion for, for others to accuse them of anything. Truly, when I first came, became a Christian, I didn't know much. And I've told you this before, I uh, was in my office, and people would come in there all the time and say, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And instantly I'm thinking, I didn't do it. Whoa, or did I, or should I have, or something. There was something about when I became a Christian that said, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm not sure. Sit down. You want to pray about something? What do you got? Because I knew I was blameless and pure. Does that make sense? It changes everything. You're not walking in reverse anymore, wondering like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Are you blameless and pure? What kind of testimony do you have? Are you truly a Christian or do you just come to church? What report can be heard about your life among others? Are you different now? Number three, if you're a Christian, if you enlisted, if you signed up and said yes, you're bold as a lion. Proverbs 28, 1, the wicked flee, though there's no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. I'm telling when you, when I'm praying for my family and praying for something in my family, I'm bold. When I'm by myself, even Jimmy, I just kind of need him to leave sometimes so I can just walk and pace and talk. I am bold when it comes to my kid and my grandkids, my family and my mom, my sisters. I'm bold. Let one of them have an accident or sick. I'm on it. Are you? The righteous man has true courage. He's not moved by circumstance for he knows or she knows that she's in the right standing of God. And you know that he bite, fights your battles. You can't. Next, they read the word. If you're enlisted, signed up to be a Christian, you must read the word. Soldiers had to read words and words and books and follow and, 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 and do things. And they were, had books to learn by. If you're a Christian, you must find your Bible, dust it off, and read it. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, Romans 1.16. John 17.17, 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is true. Every word in here is true. Some religions feel like, oh, well, they, that was just, you know, they really didn't live to be 400, and that doesn't even make it. No, they did. Every single word is true. Get that in your spirit. 
Next, if you signed up, if you enlisted and said yes to be a Christian, you're faithful people. Luke 16, 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. And whoever's dishonest in very little things, you'll be dishonest with much. Every child of God should be faithful. Should be faithful. Are you? Are you? To be faithful means that you're trustworthy. True. It also refers to those who have been kept in faith and trust the promises of God. And everything you do is filtered through the Father and filtered through this word. If you signed up for this, you fear the Lord. Malachi 3.16 Those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. What does fear the Lord even mean? That kind of raised in my background, that kind of freaked me out. It doesn't mean fear like you think. It means standing in awe of Him. When you see something and you know only God could do that, you're just in all of him. You submit to his authority and humbly comply with his word and his law. And his, you're just in, in awe of how things work. You don't have this dread or his wrath. And Do you fear God? Are you in awe of who he is? When he does something, do you know that that's God without a doubt? When we find out a kidney has been transferred to a person, that connection was amazing even in itself to even find that kidney. Operations were held by, by both and this kidney did not work. Surgery was over, it didn't work. Doctors said, I think, they had till 6 o'clock. And if it didn't start working at 6 o'clock, they go back in and I guess take it out. The word was out. We prayed. Many did. And that kidney started working. And is still working. You know you're Christian if you're just humble. First Peter 5, 5, in the same way you who are younger submit themselves to your elders and you clothe yourself with humility toward each other because God opposes the proud but shows much favor to the humble. If you enlisted and signed up, I don't care what age you are, when you signed up, to be a Christian, when you said yes, when everything changed in you, you have to be hu- you have to be hungry. Check the box; all is good. It doesn't work that way. You have to hunger and thirst for His righteousness. Matthew five six. Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst for His righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hunger and thirst is an expression for intense. Desire to know him. Since you enlisted, do you have an intense desire to know him? Or do you just show up? Or do you just walk by your Bible and then it looks good if I ever show up at your house? Do you hunger? Do you crave? Do you seek? Do you have an eagerness about you to... to for everything, not just one thing, for every spiritual blessing. The wholeness and the fullness of God, the grace, the integrity, the virtue, the purity of life, the correctness of thinking, the feeling and acting, all of it. Do you hunger and thirst for Him in everything you do? Even when someone makes you so sad and you're so disappointed. Are you led by the Spirit of God? Romans 8, 14. For as many are, as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. To be led by the Spirit of God is to submit in His influence. Suggestions, control, submit. 
allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you in everything, move you in directions, yield if you need to, submit to his control. And this is my short list. I could go about 20 more things. But I'll stop and ask, when you signed up, when you gave your life to Christ, did it stop there? Or are you moving in everything that he has for you? Are you just a Christian and stop there? What does your walk with the Lord look like? What are your strengths and your weaknesses? I have many weaknesses. What do you lack? What do you need to spend time with God about? Colossians 2.10, the scriptures tell us that we are complete in him. Do you feel complete in him? We cry out to God in earnest prayer that we won't fall short in anything that we do. We're ready for duty, whatever that is. We want to be filled with the overflowing of his love and also of who he is. When people see us, they know. Not because of this, but of this. Humble. Have a prayer life. Love deep. Sadly, Christians, when they're out of church, we don't see these traits very often. But today, I call you into active duty. Today's the day I call you into active duty. It is time, folks. It is time. You call yourself that? Why don't we start acting like that? You say one thing to a veteran and they're going to defend this flag every time. Every time. You say anything about our flag or about our nation and a veteran will rise up. If they can. It's time for us to rise up. And say, I'm a Christian. Yeah, but blah, blah, blah. No, I've changed. I don't have to tell you. You're going to see it in my actions. I don't have to tell you. I know it. Today, I call you into active duty. We have so much to fight for to even keep this nation, one nation under God. By faith and hope in God, we stand strong. We must. I'm telling you, we must. I read a lot about Israel. It's heartbreaking. We had better support Israel. We had just better, as a nation, support Israel. We have so much to fight for. As our debt continues to grow so huge, does it worry you that someone might come in and pay off that debt from another country? Do you ever think about stuff like that? Stand strong, Christians. Stand strong. We are founded on a nation that we all of us can be free and our stars and stripes mean everything to us. People should not wonder if you're a Christian. People should not wonder if you are. Chronicles 16.10, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Corinthians 16.13, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Veterans, when you serve this American flag, you're expected to be completely committed to your country. Is that right? You had to be completely committed to your country 
or they found a reason for you to say you're out. You allowed nothing to prevent you from performing your duties and serving your country faithfully. Is that right? Christians, when you were saved, you have a relationship with him. To the creator of the universe. And you're committed to be like him. Christ-like. You've been called to love him and love others. You're expected to serve him faithfully. He's our God. Nothing should get in your way from serving him. To keep you from doing his will. Not any temptation. Not any addiction. Not any selfishness. Not anything. You were saved. And if you're not, we can take care of that today because the word's very simple about that. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and you'll be saved. I still believe in Jesus, I still believe in our government. I still believe in our military. I believe that we can turn this nation around. If the Christians would act like Christians. I believe there's time that we have time to do something. But it requires you to do something. I still believe that we can make the turn. If we don't. Others will. I still believe. I do. Do you? Act like it. Because you're in active duty. Go ahead. We miss you, wife. I know you're watching. For the wounded and the lost, we can never pay the cost that we owe for a moment. See the names etched on the wall, they defended one for all. You will not be forgotten. By faith and hope in God above, we stand together strong. We honor those who died for us and answered freedom's call. Upon this road to glory, together we all ride. An American old story that lives on deep inside. We're founded on a nation. Can be free, and in our stars and stripes, I still believe. Do you? Do you? On the beaches and the sand, they would plead on foreign land. Freedom fly through the dark times, never counting it as lost. Stand up, veteran, just a veteran. Look around. God, lay a holy hand upon the ones you chose in blue. And I stake my claim to liberty and put my trust in you. And all this world to glory, together we can ride. A stand up, Christian. American told story that's burning deep inside. Can I? 
I still believe. 